Welcome everybody to Run Jump Stomp, your thoughts on gaming. If you want to be part of the conversation, it is incredibly easy to do so. Just grab your smartphone and download the Anchor app. Once you're there, search for Run Jump Stomp, hit the star, hit that voice message button, send me a message, and I will play it on the show. With that being said, let's start off with our very first caller of the day. Hey Bill, it's Luke again with another question. I'm just going to keep sending you stuff until you tell me to stop, so hopefully that's okay. My question for you, since it's near the end of 2018 now, if you couldn't play any other games and you had to pick five games that were released in 2018, which would you pick? It could be on any platform you want. For me, I mostly only play Switch now and that's what I know, so my top five are all on the Switch. It'd be Smash Bros, of course, Super Mario Party, so I could play those games with friends, Celeste, because I haven't tried it yet and I would really be bummed if I couldn't play Celeste. Dark Souls Remastered, because I want to actually beat it again one day. And Pokemon Let's Go, because I really love the Pokemon series and it's really nostalgic for me. But, interested to hear, what would your five games be if you couldn't play any others from 2018? Keep those questions and thoughts coming. I really appreciate it. Uh, The five games that I would choose if I got to play nothing else this year... um, that's actually kind of tough. There's a couple that immediately jump out, and uh, those are st- super easy to pick from. But then uh, filling in the rest is kind of tough. Uh, so my number, uh, well, th- these are really in no particular order. Just uh, the the ones that I thought of, I, I guess. The first one that I thought of was Smash. Super Smash uh, Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch is an amazing game it's so fun and i've already dumped like probably 40 hours into the game and um that's pretty unprecedented for me for a fighting game by the way i'm a little stuffy and i may cough from time to time i'll try and uh, edit that out but uh just so you're aware um the the next game completely took me by surprise i wasn't anticipating really liking it at all in fact i did not pre-order it And uh, that would be Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu is the one that I got. I was not anticipating uh, playing this game at all. And after watching some Twitch streams, I ended up picking it up. And I absolutely adore this game. It's incredibly relaxing. It's weird that like Smash and Pokemon are my two, uh, like my two top games of this year because they're so diametrically opposed. Like you sit down and you play Smash and you are intense and focused. And uh, when you play Pokemon, you are like leaning back and just relaxed and chill. And uh, they're, they're, they're such amazing games, but they're also wildly different. Um, Spider-Man, I have not played yet, but I am really looking forward to it. My son and I got it for... Uh, Christmas, and he has been playing it like crazy, and I've been watching him play, and man, that game is really fun to watch somebody play. I haven't been paying too close attention because I don't want to get spoiled on the story so that when I play through it, uh, it's fresh for me, and usually when I go in the room, uh, he'll be like, okay, dad's here. I'm going to start looking for backpacks and stuff like that so that he doesn't spoil story for me as well, which is really cool. Um, That game is just... Uh, amazing looking and I can't wait to sit down and play it. I've been too sick to really enjoy any video games since uh, Christmas. So 
I haven't played anything other than a quick match of Smash for our Nerd Nest tournament um, for our for our Discord community. Um, Gears of War was gifted to me by a listener, and that game is also fantastic. the The voice acting is amazing. The story is compelling. The gameplay is uh, engaging and um, it's just overall, what a wonderful achievement. I'm not very far into the game, but everything that I've seen so far has been just so fun. And there's been moments where I've just been blown away at what happens on the screen. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. It's going to take me probably all all year to get through games like God of War and Spider-Man uh, because those are those are games where I want to sit down for a longer period of time to play and lately I haven't been able to do that I've been sitting down for five minutes here 10 minutes there and that's when it's really easy to play things like Smash or Pokemon Let's Go uh, because they don't require a lot of time investment in order to get anything done um, the last game on the list was uh, Octopath Traveler. I had to really sift through a bunch of stuff in order to settle on this game. I haven't finished it, but man, what a beautiful game that Square Enix put out on the on the Switch this year. I would love to see them bring back some of their older games like Final Fantasy VI, which put away your pitchforks and torches. I've never played Final Fantasy VI. I would love to play it with this art style. I really like the way that that you can start with any character. And I know that I've heard the criticisms that the different characters don't really come together. And I'm fine with that. Uh, it, it, it makes it so that every person has their own story through the game. And I'm okay with the cutscenes being devoid of relationships between the uh, eight uh, characters in the game. I, I think that the combat system is really, really fun, very reminiscent to me of Bravely Default, and um, uh, Octopath Traveler is just amazing. So that's my list of my favorite games from this year. Uh, Smash, Pokemon Let's Go, Spider-Man, God of War, and Octopath Traveler. Uh, thank you for the question, and uh, we've got some other people who also uh, told us about their favorite games of the year. Hi, Bill. Mikey B. Playing here. My five best games of the year in under a minute. That's tough. Number one, Octopath Traveler. Just incredible. New fighting system. Awesome pixel art. Beautiful soundtrack. Dead Cells is number two. One of the most uniquely awesome roguelikes I've ever played. I actually finished and beat it, but I probably won't return now. Valkyria Chronicles 4 is my number three. I liked the first one's story better, but number four had awesome mechanics, and I played through it. Mario Tennis Aces is my number four. Unfortunately, the way it is today with the recent patches is how it should have been at launch. If it was like that, it would have been a much better game, and I think people would still be playing it. And number five, of course, is Smash Brothers. I don't need to say much more. It's amazing, and I'll continue to play it long time. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your community and all you do. Dead Cells is a game that I got early on, 
and something shiny distracted me as it usually does and i never got back to it which is a shame because it won like a bunch of awards everybody is saying how great it is and here i am only like two or three hours into it um what i did play of that game i had so much fun it's just that I'm really, really bad at it, and I just keep dying over and over and over. However, that's what these games are like. You're supposed to die a lot. You're supposed to go back to the beginning a lot and take the things that you've earned and progress your character forward by slowly unlocking things over time. It's definitely uh, one of the best animated games that I've played. I love the way that the characters move on screen, and I really like the world that they have built so far that I've seen, but uh, I, I really just have to sit down and play it some more. So that that's what, like one of my big regrets of uh, 2018 is that I didn't I didn't put enough time into Dead Cells. But guess what? It's not going anywhere, and it's sitting right there on my PS4, and I can play it whenever I want. So uh, maybe once I get through uh, some other stuff, I'll, I'll go back and play some more Dead Cells. Thank you for reminding me of that game. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Uh, I was a huge fan of the first one. I played it on PC uh, what seems like eons ago. Uh, really, really fun uh, tactical turn-based uh, video game. Absolutely uh, wonderful art style. I love the way that everything looks like it's uh, made with watercolors and they they took that and they brought it right forward into Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles 4. I haven't finished Valkyria Chronicles 4 either, uh, but I will say this, what I've seen in the fourth one, I, I would agree with you that the first one has a more interesting story. Uh, that being said, there's so much that you can do in these games, I think that you're probably better off starting with the first one. And if you really like it, then go to the fourth one later on. And one of the cool things about the art style is because they went with this, I don't know, I don't know that I want to say cell shaded, but because they went with this like uh, watercolor art style, even though that that game is, you know, uh, I don't even remember what year it came out, but it's really old by now it still looks fantastic today and uh, it runs really, really well on the switch. I'm sure that it runs well on every other platform that the, uh, the rev the revised version came out with or on. But if you enjoy the first one, then go ahead and pick up the fourth one. Uh, I've heard not so good things about the second and third ones. I haven't played those. So I only have the first one and the fourth one. And uh, I really enjoyed the time that I've put into both of them. I think Sega did a great job making a an approachable uh, turn-based tactical game. And I really, really like the um, the way that you can you know, have your tanks make like a, a moving wall for your infantry. And, you know, you got kind of like the rock, paper, scissors um, where this enemy or I'm sorry, this unit is really good against this type of enemy. And this, um, uh, you know, you know what I mean when I say rock, paper, scissors, it, it, it's a it's a fantastic game. And if you've not played it, I highly recommend I would again, 
I'd start with the first one, save the fourth one for later. If you finish the first one and really, really liked it. Um, Mario Tennis Aces is a game that, again, I didn't care about the. In fact, I didn't play the story mode more than like 15 minutes. I just didn't like it. Um, I really enjoyed playing that online against uh, people in our community. That was really fun. Uh, but it kind of fell off with me really quickly. And that's another one of my regrets uh, of 2018 is that I bought Mario Tennis Aces. Now, the fact that you say that um, if they had launched it the way it is now, uh, probably a lot more people would be into it. That that gives me hope. So I may I may go ahead and plug that that cartridge back into my Switch, uh, get things updated, and check that out again. Uh, because I did have fun when I was playing with people. It's just people lost interest in it really quickly, myself included. Uh, thank you so much for uh, calling in. I appreciate it. Hi, Bill. This is Ben uh, at Ben and Max Gaming on Twitter. Um, I actually have two top five lists for you. One for my wife, who's the Max part of the Ben and Max gaming. Um, so I'll do my wife's first, because I can't explain a lot about her choices. Um, but they are Story of Seasons, Trio of Towns for the 3DS, Sims 4 for the PC, Picross 3D2 for the 3DS, Mario Odyssey at and number two on her top five. And her favorite game is Stardew Valley, which she started off on the PC. Then once we got a Switch, she put it on there and just plays that game all the time. Loves it. So she's kind of a... Doesn't like the fast-paced games, really. You can probably tell from her list. Um, my list is... Hey there, Ben. It looks like you ran into the uh, limitation of anchor where your messages can only be one minute long. So you're going to have to call back and let me know what your list was. But uh, thank you for giving me your wife's list. Uh, I checked it out because I had never heard of story of seasons trio of down. And it looks like it is basically uh harvest moon. And, and I could be wrong about this, but I remember reading about harvest moon and how uh, the rights to the name Harvest Moon had been sold to some other company and they kept making Harvest Moon games. But the original company that made the the old school Harvest Moon games, they ended up continuing the series under the name Story of Seasons. And it's it's funny that you mentioned that one because uh, Harvest Moon is the inspiration for Stardew Valley. I was reading about that in... Um, in uh, Gosh, I can't remember the guy who runs Kotaku, um, Jason Jason Schreier. I was reading about that in his book, um, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, about the guy who made Stardew Valley and, and how he was inspired by. Uh, he basically just wanted another Harvest Moon game, so he made it himself. Uh, so it, it, it makes sense that the her list you started and ended with the same genre of game, basically. Uh, Sims 4 PC, I've never played. I played the original Sims on PC when it first came out, and it was like everywhere. Everyone was playing it. And it was entertaining for me for a very short time, and then I lost interest very quickly. 
Um, but I know people who have put uh, hundreds of hours into Sims games, so I can understand how that might be on her list. Picross. I've heard very good things about Picross. I think I've only played one Picross game. I don't remember which one it was, but it was on the 3DS, and um, th- those are supposed to be really, really fun um, like mind exercise uh, puzzle games, kind of like a crossword puzzle, that kind of thing. If you've never checked it out, I highly recommend it. Um, but see if you can find like a free version just to try before you get into uh, or before you spend money on it, because it's definitely not a game that's for everybody. Uh, but if it's something that clicks with you, I get the feeling that like you would totally get sucked into it and play it um, just endl- endlessly. Uh, Mario Odyssey is an amazing game, and and yeah, it came out last year, but uh, these are your favorite games from this year. That just means that you played them this year, and it makes perfect sense since Mario Odyssey came out near the tail end of the year uh, last year. And then Stardew Valley. Uh, My question to you and your wife is, are you guys going to be playing that multiplayer now that that's available on the Nintendo Switch? Um where two people can work together to accomplish stuff. I think that that's a really interesting way to play. And honestly, I tried playing Stardew Valley. I couldn't get into it. But with the addition of multiplayer, being able to sit down with like my son or my wife and uh, play that game together to work together to accomplish a common goal, I think this is something that could be really, really fun, as well as... Uh, really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Anyway, that's a great list. And uh, please let me know what, what was your list as well. Hey, Bill. Um, you asked for, you know, your listeners' thoughts on the gaming industry, etc. Um, you know, it's really funny you should ask at this time because just five days ago, uh, I got a notification on my phone. What had actually happened was I'd bought some, I bought something on, on, um, Fortnite. Okay. My son plays Fortnite on the weekends only. And I got a notification. I'd spent like five pounds on something. Um, Obviously, I was thinking, something's not right, there must be a mistake. So I went and I asked my son. I said, you know, did you buy something without asking? And he said that, you know, he was just checking some of the stuff out that he liked on Fortnite. And he bought it by accident and he was scared to tell me that he bought it because he thought he would get in trouble. So anyway, I spoke with him about what had happened. And I just said, you know... You can buy things like this when you show good behavior. You made a mistake, that's fine. You can keep it this time. You know, but if it happens again, then we're going to have to have a more serious talk. But after I had this talk and I sat down, I realized that he could have bought anything. He could have bought something that cost £200. And I might not have known until a couple of days later. You know, and that happens a lot. And I had to go into the settings on the uh, Xbox One and I had to really make sure 
that I will I had all my my payment details and what he can access and can't access. Make sure that they were done properly. Um, I'm not a new gamer. I've been gaming since I was young. We've got all the consoles in the house. I understand how everything works. But sometimes when you're really busy, you're working, you're doing family stuff, you don't always do things properly. So that kind of showed me that, you know what? You need to go through and you need to check all your payment details on any of the consoles that the children use, check their profiles, make sure everything's set up properly. So that's one thing that happened. So I um, love the podcast. You ask for your listeners to give you their thoughts. So I had to do this, man. You take care, Bill. Thanks. Signing, Issa signing out, man. Fears and Desires podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks for the call, Issa. Um, let's let's start out with this is a wonderful message for this time of year because there are a lot of people out there who don't play video games who recently probably bought a console for their children because their kids wanted, you know, the new Nintendo Switch or they wanted a PS4 or an Xbox or or whatever it is. And if you're somebody who plays video games and you know somebody who just bought a console for their kids who doesn't play video games, then maybe you could go to them and say, look, this is how you set it up so that your kids don't make purchases without you knowing about it. Because that's, that, you know, just because a kid does it doesn't mean that they meant to do it like there, there's nothing nefarious there. Uh, of course, you can have a kid who will make purchases without your permission on purpose. But, you know, I, I don't really worry about my son doing that, but I do worry about him buying something by accident. Uh, it's happened to him before where I had uh, got him some PlayStation, uh, like a gift card, and he applied it to his account. And then he was, and it was in Fortnite, and he accidentally spent some of his uh, V-Bucks that he had uh, bought uh, with that, and uh, he was really upset about that because it was something that he didn't actually want. Now, in Fortnite, you can refund, I think it's up to three times, uh, so that might be something that you can look into, although by the time I got around to replying to this, it may be too late. Um but if you're somebody who plays video games and you know people who don't play video games that bought a console for their kids, you know, let them know how to secure their console so their kids don't accidentally buy stuff because it is really, really easy. I mean, I've heard endless stories about people buying or kids buying things on like mobile phones like Smurf Berries and that Smurf game that was like really, really popular a few years ago. Um People spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars uh, on that game because there were no safeguards in place. Now, uh, these days on I don't I don't know about the Android side of things, but I assume that they probably have safeguards in place. But on iOS, you can really really lock things down and make sure that your kids aren't making extra payments. I don't know how it works on Xbox, but on PlayStation. You can lock that stuff up, and on uh, on Nintendo Switch, you can you can actually make it so that you can't even look at the store without knowing a password. So those are the kind of things that um, it, it's it's really good 
if those of us who are in the know help out those of us who are not in the know about that. And uh, just, you know, that way Junior isn't spending $500 on uh, V-Bucks in Fortnite without mom and dad knowing. And Junior's like, I I thought it was free. I didn't realize it was going to cost actual money. I remember, excuse me, when I was a kid, I uh, was playing a game called Legend of Corandia Book 3, The Revenge of Malcolm. I think that's the title of the game. And I was stuck on something. And I, uh, I in, in, the, in the instruction booklet, there was a phone number at the back. And I called that phone number and talked to somebody online. And they told me, oh, here you go. This is what you do in order to get that done. And sure enough, that was a... That was a toll call. It cost money to do that. And I didn't realize it at the time um, that that I was going to, that my parents were going to be charged for making that phone call. And, and I did get in trouble for doing that, uh, even though it said right in the instruction booklet that this is not a toll-free call. I didn't really pay attention to that. I just saw the the big words, need help, call this number. So I called that number in order to figure out my way past uh, some obstacle that I can't remember what it was, but I was, I was just stuck on something. And, you know, this is not a new issue. Uh, this has been something that's been going on for a long time where, uh, kids are spending money without really realizing it. And, uh, there, there's not enough safeguards in place. I remember when my daughter was very young. She was staying the night at her grandmother's house and she rented a movie on pay-per-view. Um, it was, it was like some dragon movie or something. I can't remember what it was. It, it was a kid's movie and her, her grandmother saw it on her bill and she was like, what, how did that happen? I, I don't remember watching this movie. Uh, and sure enough, it was because my daughter had rented it. She didn't know that it cost money. She just picked up the phone and made the call. And uh, then she was able to watch it. So I think that we're in a better place now as far as kids being able to spend money without uh, confirmation from adults. We're we're definitely in a better place now than we have been in the past. But overall, it's still not a perfect system. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's just it's a good idea for those of us in the know to help out those of us that don't um, teach, teach, teach your friends uh, how to keep their kids from spending all of their hard earned cash uh, on uh, skins in Fortnite. Thanks for the call, man. That's it for this episode of run, jump, stomp. Big thank you to everybody who sent in a question, a comment, or an idea. If you want to uh, be part of the show, all you have to do is use the Anchor app, send your idea. It doesn't have to be a question. It can be about old games. It can be about new games. It can be about anything in the gaming industry. Tell me what you're excited about. Ask me questions what you want to know about. Let's talk about video games here on Run Jump Stomp. Thank you again. Use that Anchor app and be part of the show. I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.